I think the more that you push yourself to get more experience and put yourself in the deep end and step out of your comfort zone and take on those opportunities and challenges and keep practicing that skill, that's I think where your confidence starts to build. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm one of your hosts, Femke. And I am your other host, Charlie. Today we're going to be talking about confidence. And I know we've talked on this show before about um, imposter syndrome quite a bit, but I think that the issue of confidence in general is a separate issue. And I wanted to talk about this because recently I feel like I've been seeing a lot of emails from uh, new designers or young designers reaching out to me and saying that they're finding it hard to feel confident in the work. You know, they see all this great stuff online and they wonder, they're questioning if they should even be doing this. And that makes me really sad. I had an email recently from one girl who I won't name because, you know, it was a private email that she'd sent just to me. But she was a viewer and she was reaching out for advice on if she should keep doing this design thing, if she should keep pursuing this path because she was feeling really low about it and feeling like her skills weren't improving and that her designs weren't improving, especially compared to others. And it broke my heart a little bit, I'm not going to lie. And so I think that we should talk about this because it is an issue that plagues us as creatives. I feel like our work is quite personal, even when it is for clients, you know. It's easy to become attached to your work and, and feel like when... If your work isn't succeeding, that means you're not succeeding, you know. So confidence, let's talk about it today. First though, Femme, how has your week been since we last talked? Are you feeling any better? I am feeling a little bit better, which is good. Starting to pick things up again. Not really that much to report. I have a client project on at the moment, so that's sort of starting to take over my focus, which I'm really excited about. But other than that, just trucking along, trying to come up with some ideas for what my next article is going to be. My most recent one was about attention, which I mentioned last week. Uh, it was sort of like a personal essay that went out and I had a few responses of people that really liked it and they really resonated with it. So that's always really nice getting positive responses from people. So yeah, just an, a normal good week. I loved that article, by the way. I thought it was really well well written and it definitely made me think as well. Um, Actually, just last night after reading your article, I went out to dinner with my cousin and I made sure to leave my phone in my bag the whole time. Oh, go you. And that that was like a conscious decision that you made? Yeah, because it was like in my hand as I entered the restaurant because I'd just been walking there, obviously, and I'm always on my phone when I'm walking. (laughs) Yeah. And when I got there, I put it in my bag and I didn't look at it again for like I don't know, however long I was there, three hours or something. Wow. And how did that feel? It was really nice. It was refreshing, to be honest, you know, to not constantly be checking and worrying about things happening. Um, Yeah, it was nice. I should definitely do it more often. I feel like this is why I like going to the cinema, because it's a total faux pas to use your mobile there. I know some people do, but I never do. So I quite like going to the movies because I'm not at all tempted to check. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, well, yay. Good on you. Yeah. Thanks. So, thank you for your article. Oh, thank you. And what about you? Uh, how's your week been? Been going good. I'm planning a lot of what I feel is like really good content lately. Um, I've got a little mini course coming out soon. I'm not exactly sure when because it's a, it's being sponsored by uh, a company who I've worked with before called TransferWise. They're a service that I use to get paid by international clients. Nice. 
And so, yeah, like it'll have to go through approval process in them so they can check that I'm not saying anything wrong about their brand or whatever. But yeah, I've written all the scripts for it and I feel like it's going to be really useful. It's going to be advice for getting paid as a freelancer. And so, yeah, I, this is going to be my first time putting out like a series of videos rather than just a single video on a topic. So I'm trying to make it into a thing where I'm like setting up a landing page for it, etc. And seeing how it'll go down really seeing what the reaction is to a more like course style content from me because that is something I want to do more of in the future you know longer more in-depth course stuff yeah wow that's so interesting I can't wait to see it is it something that you're putting out there for free or yeah totally free because it is um it's sponsored by this company so I would definitely never ever pay I mean, make anyone else pay for content that, you know, has been sponsored because that's like doubling up. Yeah. Really not fair. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's free because they've sponsored it. So it's meant I've been able to put a lot of time into, and effort into it, into writing the scripts. And I should be filming them today, which is exciting. Oh, my gosh. That is very, very exciting. So I, I guess like, I don't know, I guess this ties in a little bit. But how do you get the confidence to do that like that sounds to me like quite a scary project and obviously over time since you've been making these videos you've I assume you've gained a lot of confidence being in front of the camera although we did talk about last week stepping outside of your comfort zone and how Mm. you had to do that YouTube project where you had to you know learn the script and things like that but with this project with a course do you feel more confident in in doing something like that is that something that's more inside your comfort zone or outside of it how how does that work? I feel like teaching in general is something that I personally am still struggling to feel totally confident in, but it's something I'm pushing for because it's, I really enjoy it and I really enjoy helping people and the results that come from it. So I want to get more confident at it, but yeah, teaching anything in general, especially, I feel like that's why at the start I didn't do that many design videos and I stuck to content that was more like outfits and you know, that sort of thing, because that was all just personal preference and so no one can like tell you you're wrong about that basically but with design videos you know someone else could watch that another designer could watch that and think oh who's this person she doesn't know what she's talking about and so there is there is always that fear but to be honest the more videos I make the less I have that fear and so I'm feeling okay about this course I am worried about presenting videos as a course because like I said before I've just done singular ones so it feels like a much bigger deal to have a series I guess there needs to be some consistency in them right to feel coherent like it belongs together yeah and I'm mostly too thinking about the fact that someone would be investing their time in this like I'm not exactly sure how the video how long the videos will end up being yet but it could be like 25 minutes of someone's time invested in watching all three videos in this series that I'm doing yeah and so if they get to the end of it and haven't gotten value out of it, that's my fault, you know? And so that's a bit scary. Yeah, you mentioned, which I think is a really good point about confidence, is that as you've been, you know, making more videos over time, your confidence has grown. And I'm quite a believer in that confidence comes from experience as opposed to skill. Like you, I love that. You could be really good at something, but totally lack confidence. And we say this all the time, like, I mean, for example, I know people who are really good at, you know, illustration, like they're amazing. I find them like totally amazing, incredible illustrators, but they just have no confidence. You know, they just think their work is 
not that great or whatever. And I think the more that you push yourself to get more experience and put yourself in the deep end and step out of your comfort zone and take on those opportunities and challenges and keep practicing that skill, that's, I think, where your confidence starts to build. And would you say that that's what's happened to you throughout this period of you making videos, that over time you've gained more confidence purely because of experience? Yeah, definitely that's the case, I would say. I love that sentiment too, that it's experience, not skill, because you're right, I see so many people who are super talented, but if you compliment them on their work, they'll sort of brush it off and be like, oh no, that's just something silly I did. Yeah, day, you know, exactly. Uh, and, and brush it off like that. I can't remember where I read this, but my attitude towards that has changed because I used to do that as well. Whenever anyone would compliment me, I would immediately brush it off and immediately like, I don't know, then say, oh yeah, but, and then say, point out something bad about it or mm. about myself or whatever they were complimenting, you know. But I, I really wish I could remember where I read this, but it was that when someone compliments you, all you need to say is thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you should just take it. They're saying it. They're not being forced to say it. That's the thing they wanted to tell you. And so actually by brushing them off and being like, oh, no, did you see this? You're almost telling them that they're wrong and that like they're an idiot forever thinking it could be good, you know. So the most polite thing to do and the best thing to do is just to say thank you and realize that this person said this. And so for them, that is the truth. And so let them think that and try and internalize it and see some good in yourself as well. Yeah, and I feel like that can be really hard the first time, right? To say, to just stand back and say, thank you. And you can feel in the back of your throat, like you really want to, you know, justify it or say, oh, but, or whatever. Yeah. But like, it becomes easier over time, I think, you know, just say thank you and accept it. And, you know, yeah, like you said, internalize that and see what that means for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm never going to be the type of person who's going to be very big headed. I just don't think that's in my nature. Yeah. And so because I know that there is some people who will get a lot of compliments and it'll it will go to their head <laughs> or maybe they've seen some success or some fame or something like that. It happens to people. You see it. But I don't think I need to worry about that at this stage. And you can kick me right down if I ever start acting <laughs> like that. So for now, I can just take those on as nice things to yeah fuel my confidence and and help me do more stuff I guess yeah it's like a confidence boost right yeah definitely and I think that's that's different from being big-headed about things you know like being having a confidence boost can just be something that you appreciate like it's like a warm glowy fuzzy feeling inside that you're like oh that was really nice and then you can use that energy to you know put into something else or put into the next thing exactly let's talk about you though I want to know do you do you struggle to find confidence in your work yeah I do, and I'm. I, I hope that that's not uncommon. Like I would. I don't think that's uncommon. <laughs> I think it's very common. Yeah, I, I feel like it's quite common to have a lack of confidence. I mean, I'm sure that even the people that we look up to as like amazing designers or amazing creators or whatever, I'm sure that they probably also st- struggle with lack of confidence sometimes. So yeah, I I definitely do feel lack of confidence, and I try to overcome that. I suppose by just. I mean, this episode ties in really well with last week's. I just try to put myself out of my comfort zone and put myself in those situations where I have to challenge what I'm doing or challenge myself and and practice. Like I said, you know, I think it comes from experience. And so the more that I put myself in those 
scary situations where I don't feel very confident, the more I can practice and the more that over time that confidence will slowly start to build. Like I sit down every week and write an article and I'm terrified. Like I'm lacking confidence. Every time I open up a blank page to start writing, I have zero confidence whatsoever. But over time, you know, as I start writing, I I start gaining more confidence and I start feeling better about what I'm writing about. You know, as words flow onto the page, I'm like, oh yeah, this is feeling good. I'm feeling better about it. You know, I start gaining confidence over time. And it's the same in my design work too. Like when I start a new project or whatever, I could feel really unconfident about it and really not sure. You know, you kind of venture into the unknown. You have no idea where it's going to go and which route the project is going to take and which direction or path you'll end up going. And that can be scary, like that uncertainty. But as you start as you start and you get going and your ideas start flowing on the page, you start to get really excited about it and I think your confidence grows and evolves throughout the project. Yeah, that point about confidence growing and evolving I think ties in with something we talked about I think in our comfort zone episode is that we're always learning and we're always growing as creatives as designers or whatever it is that we define ourselves as and so that means we're never going to feel 100% confident I don't think because if we're always learning new things that means we're always doing things that we haven't done before yeah and you know things that we don't have the experience in even if we maybe do have the skill in them and so this confidence thing is just something we're going to face throughout our careers, I, I assume anyway. I'm sure that maybe we'll get less scared to take on new opportunities the more we do because that comes with experience as well. But I feel like there's always going to be that, that self-doubt when you start something new. It's just always going to be there. And I don't think that's a terrible thing because it's a real good feeling when you get over that. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's something we have to expect, I suppose. I also feel like confidence can be something that you wear if that makes sense so it's something that you can put on and then take off like I might feel you know really unconfident about a presentation that I'm about to do but when I step on the stage I put on a layer of confidence and I just like deliver and I'm really strong and confident about what I'm doing and have a lot of enthusiasm for it Uh, inside I might still be like a little unconfident about it but I sort of I suppose put on this facade of confidence and even though like quote unquote it's a facade it does kind of help me be calm and trust myself and present myself in a way that I guess expresses confidence if that makes sense. That totally makes sense it's fake it till you make it right? In a way it's yeah. It's that um there's that saying that if you feel down, start smiling, like force yourself to smile. And eventually like you will get some of those happy endorphins just from the simple act of smiling because you're like forcing your face into doing that. And I wonder too, if this advice could be applied to a situation like the viewer that I was talking about at the start, who was just feeling really low about her own work. I wonder if you need to fake that confidence just for yourself, you know, in your own private uh, office setting, wherever it is you're doing your work. Just tell yourself, I can do this and get down to it <laughs> and just just keep going. Don't let yourself wallow in that self-doubt, I suppose. Yeah, it's like a mindset shift almost. Yeah. yeah, it is. Just start telling yourself that you can do it and then just go and do it, you know? Like all of those confident people or 
people that you think are super confident out there, I bet they're not, you know, they're just in their mind telling themselves that they can do it. And so then they just go out there and they do it. That's the only difference that separates you from you to them, I think. Yeah, totally. I, what I said in response to this girl was actually something that um, I'd just been to a spin class the day before and the trainer there had said something to us that, I mean, he was doing my exercise, but it really stuck with me as something that could be applied to anything. And he said, look, if you think you can't, you can't do it. It's just not going to happen. But if you think you can, then there's a possibility you will make it. So don't tell yourself you can't. Oh, that's so true. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can bike up this hill. <laughs> or whatever. But it can be applied to your work as well. You know, if you tell yourself that you can't be as good as that design you saw online, I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen because you're already putting that barrier up for yourself. And you've put that block in place, which means you've got this giant hurdle to overcome. Whereas if you tell yourself, I could do that, you know, if I try hard enough, if I learn the right things, if I practice long enough and hard enough, I could get there, then you're going to be motivated to put in that time and effort. So I, it is a mindset shift, like you said, Fem. It's, it's having a positive mindset, I think, is a way to overcome that feeling of a lack of confidence. Totally. I love that. And I think confidence is also about standing by your decisions, if that makes sense. Yep. I know that, you know, sometimes maybe you present work to a client or to your team or something and maybe their response is that they're not sure about it. You know, like, oh, I'm not really sure. Why did you do this thing? I'm not really feeling it. You know, that's kind of a cue for you to put your confidence mask on because now you're going to have to work hard at selling it and convincing them why you did this thing and why it's the best decision and why it's the best idea. And to do that takes confidence. You know, you have to really believe in your work and stand by your work in order to do that. And so that that too requires confidence is knowing when to stay true to yourself and when to stick to your decisions and to your work. And on the flip side of that, confidence, I think, is also knowing when to say, okay, you're right, maybe this wasn't the best decision or I don't know or just, you know, being honest and truthful about the decisions that you've made. Yeah, that's totally true. And I think that comes with the fact that when a client hires you or, you know, when you're working in a job or whatever, they are hiring you to be the professional. They're hiring you because they are not a designer and they need a designer to do the thing. Exactly. You know, and so they need to know that you know what you're doing. I said no way too many times in that sentence. <laughs> But you have to, for them even, put on that air of confidence so that they feel they feel sure about what they're paying for, basically. Yeah. I want to bring in some tweets now because uh, Florencio has said something very similar to what you were just talking about. So I think it's a good time to bring this in. He says, I remember having my yearly review and all of my supervisors told me that I'm an excellent worker, but I lack confidence. I feel my lack of confidence comes from not being able to persuade anyone. I get nervous when explaining my reasons. He asked, have you guys had these problems? And if so, how did you get over it? And how did you persuade people to use your design? So it, it is sounds like it's that situation you were talking about, Fem, where you've created a piece of work, but you're finding it hard expressing it to the client and expressing the reasons why you've done this. I don't, any advice for Florencia on this situation? Yeah, I mean, it takes practice, I think. Presenting your work or communicating your work is a skill I think and I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before on the show and it does definitely take practice and a lot of confidence and so just practice that and stay true to yourself and I mean practical advice I guess would be to go over it in your head first before you're about yep. to present something is just to you know 
go through it and make sure you know what you're about to present and be prepared for any questions. Make sure you really fully, truly understand your work so that you can communicate it in the best way possible. Yeah, make sure you yourself know the reasons that you're doing these things and, you know, the reasons for every design decision you made so that you can better express them to people. I really like presenting work through Envision, which is how I share work for feedback uh, in my job because we're not all in the same office, so I'm not just like leaning over and showing someone something because it's asynchronous, right? So they're going to leave a comment on the design about a piece that they're perhaps feeling isn't quite right. And then I have time to like digest that and think about it because often my reaction when someone would be like, uh, like just the other day, someone commented that I don't think this button stands out enough. And I was like, yes, it does. Like I wouldn't have designed it if I didn't think it stood out enough. Like, what are you talking about? It was my initial thought, you know, like being defensive of my work, but then, you know, take a breath, sit back, look at it and think, you know what? Yeah, I guess this is kind of competing with this element. So I need to do something to make this call to action a little bit stronger because if, if this person's mentioned it, then it stood out to them. And so I've got to take that on board. <laughs> I think that's great. I, I think what I hear you saying is that it takes confidence also to admit that maybe you've done something wrong or maybe you didn't do the right thing or the best or, or made the best decision. You know, that takes confidence as well. And as a designer, sometimes you're going to have to admit that you made a mistake because it, it, the end goal is not about you, right? The end goal is about the thing that you're designing or creating and for the end user or for, for the the business goals that you're trying to help achieve. And so sometimes we do make mistakes or sometimes th things can be imp improved and it takes confidence as a designer, I think, to admit that, but it's also a really valuable skill to have. And it's also, it can, that, that sort of thing can break your confidence when you're starting out. We've talked about this in our episode on critiquing. Yeah. That you feel really attached to your work when you're starting out especially. And so every uh, negative criticism you get feels like a crit critique on you as a person as well as on your work. So I think it takes confidence to separate those two and to realize that, you know, this comment is about the work and it's nothing to do with you. So don't take it personally. Yeah, I, I'll leave in the show notes. I read this really good article by Julie Zhu, who is product design VP at Facebook. And she has a great series on Medium, by the way. And if anyone's looking for great writing about creativity, and she wrote this one article called Creative Confidence. And I, I'm going to leave it in the show notes because I think anyone listening should definitely take a read. And it's all about how she looks for creative confidence as like the number one sort of skill in someone that she's hiring. And so she's got some really, really good notes and takeaways there about, you know, how you could find confidence and um, also like, you know, what she looks for and how you can tell whether someone has creative confidence or not. So I'll leave that in the show notes if anyone wants to read. That sounds good. I also, now might be a good time to talk about that article you and I read the other day about the confidence gap. Mm, mm -hmm. um, how did you come across that? Because you showed it to me and we both read it and we we're like, yes, this is exactly what I feel. Can you sum it up quickly for our listeners so they don't have to like stop the podcast to go and read it? <laughs> So there's this article on theatlantic.com called The Confidence Gap and basically it summarizes evidence that shows that women are less self-assured than men and that in order to succeed, confidence matters as much as competence. And it kind of talks about it from the perspective of job applications. For example, 
a male is way more likely to apply for a job where he only meets 50% of the criteria, whereas a woman will only apply if she feels like she meets 100% of the criteria. And that essentially boils down to having confidence. And it it's the same for promotions as well. Men are much more likely to apply for a promotion if they only meet some of the criteria, whereas women will only apply for the promotion if they meet 100%. So my my partner Owen actually shared this article with me and it was so interesting because I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is so true. And so at the end of it, I asked him, I was like, so if you were applying or looking for a new job, would you apply for a job where you only met 50% of the criteria? And immediately he was like, heck yes, like of course I would, I would totally apply. And I was in shock. I was like, oh my gosh, really? Like, I didn't know this about you almost. I was like, (laughs) really? And he was like, well, wouldn't you? And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I would only feel confident applying for a job if I met 100% of the criteria because I feel like it wouldn't be worth applying otherwise. Same. And I would feel too like I was wasting their time by applying because I don't meet their requirements. So why should I apply? You know, I'm obviously not what they're looking for. So let's not waste anyone's time here. Isn't that interesting, though? It is really interesting. Um, This ties in with a a video I made the other day about being a female designer in tech. I just was talking about my experience. And it's been really interesting reading the comments on that because there is a lot of male designers in tech. And a lot of people blame that on the fact that women just aren't as interested in tech, which Mm. is not the case. No, (laughs) It's, It's the case of things like this, that job requirements are written in a way that they're so extreme that a lot of women aren't applying because they don't meet all the requirements. And the people who are applying don't meet all the requirements either, but they have they're males confidence. who feel confident to do so. Totally. Yeah. And I will just, just point out that it's a sweeping generalization. And I'm not saying that every male on this planet is super duper confident and, you know, thinks he's great at everything. So please, please don't think that. I know that men struggle with confidence issues as much as women do as well, just in different ways, yes, I'm sure. Yes, Totally. But yeah, I don't know. I read this article and I just, it just rang so true to me. And I do consider myself a confident person in general, Mm -hmm. but even like this article is so still true for me. Like I would never apply for a job that I, I didn't meet all of the criteria for. And I guess that does come down to confidence. So maybe I'm not as confident as I think. I don't know. I don't know. I sort of read this article and realized, okay, so... I, I can change my attitude. Like, why can't I be this confident as well? Mm. And and realize that just because, for example, a job description says these things, it doesn't mean that you have to have all those things, obviously, because lots of people are applying who, who don't have meet all those criteria. So I should have more faith in myself. And if I personally think that I could do the job, then I should apply for it. Yeah, I think that's the right attitude to have. And if only we could all have that attitude. <laughs> yeah. So... I think you should question if you're having a bit of this confidence gap and that maybe you're, you've got, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a warped sense of reality when looking at your own work, maybe. Right. And someone else might look at it and see that it's just as good as this other piece that you're comparing yourself to. So try not to, try not to let that happen. Try not to get too close to it and, and get too personally involved in your work. So outside 
influence, I guess, would be good. Outside feedback. Outside perspective. Would be useful in that situation. Yeah, perspective. That's a good word for it. Yeah, it's almost like taking a step back, right, and looking at it from a different point of view. I think that can help you get confidence as well because it is so easy to get really attached to your work. And so, yeah, I, I agree. Taking that sort of step back and looking at it from a different point of view can really help. And maybe asking yourself why you're feeling unconfident and and trying to get to the root of the problem yourself, you know, thinking, where is this coming from? Why am I not feeling great about this? Like my recent um, coding exploration, for example, I wasn't feeling confident about that at all. But I knew that that was because this is something new that I haven't done before. And I'm trying really hard to be professional about it. And I'm worried about getting it wrong. And it's okay that I feel unconfident right now because the more of this I do, the better I'm going to get in the future. That's a good point, actually, is expectation, right? Like, yeah. w- what is the expectation that you set for yourself? Yeah, if you expect yourself to be amazing at something the second you start it, well, you're probably going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. And that's only going to make you feel worse, right? That's not going to yeah. help you build confidence at all. And they might put you off learning other things in the future, which would be a real shame. Yeah, so I think, you know, having realistic expectations and realizing that sometimes this stuff takes time you know you can't suddenly get confidence amazingly overnight it really takes putting in the work and putting in the effort and experience and practicing your skill it's something that comes over time and so if you are a design student listening to this and feeling totally inconfident about yourself and your work that is not uncommon I think that's totally normal like you're just starting out and you've still got a long way to go And the more that you practice and put the time into it and build up your experience and build your skill, you're going to feel more confident over time. So not all hope is lost yet. Just keep going. Yeah, exactly. Because when you're comparing yourself to other work online, which, by the way, is not a good like thing to do if you're struggling with a lack of confidence. Yeah, we all do it anyway as well. Yeah, we do. (laughs) But that person who's created that piece of work, you don't know how much experience they've had or how many failed versions of this project they did in the past. You know, you'll see a simple lettering sketch from them that they did in like two minutes, but that two minutes took hours and hours and hours of practice to get to a point where they could do that, you know? Yeah. So don't just think about the finished piece is what I'm trying to say there. Think about the whole process and maybe you're only part way along your journey. So that's no reason to be less confident about it. It just means you're physically in a different place and that's okay. Totally. Should we bring in a couple more tweets we've had from some listeners because they've got some good stories? Yes. Uh, Joe says, I feel like confidence comes gradually with each client you get and each new challenge you come up against. Looking back at the work I did months back, I've come a long way and have learned so much and I think that gives me confidence. So that's nice, being able to gain confidence from looking back at your own journey and seeing how far you've come. I think that's a really good thing to remind yourself of. I think so too. And also, like, the only way you're going to get confidence is by doing the work. And so if you're only if you're just sitting there consuming dribble or something, I mean that is not gonna help you gain confidence, right? So no. I like what Joe said, you know, confidence comes gradually and with each client, she's got new challenges, etc. And so that's her doing the work, you know, that's taking yep. those opportunities, doing the work and building and growing your confidence over time. And I do agree that looking back on your previous work is such a good confidence boost most of the time, if you've put in the work, obviously. Uh, so I'd recommend doing that instead of, you know, consuming these beautiful pieces on dribble. Look at what you did, you know, like 
she said two months ago or something, even as recently as that, you'll be able to see the progress that you've made. And that should be a really good confidence boost for yourself. Yeah, and let that be a confidence boost for yourself as well. You know, you're allowed to take pride in your work and you should take pride in your work. CKG says, I'm not really confident in my work. Sometimes I'm unsure if I've done something wrong, so I cower out of putting a lot of things out there. And I think it'd be good to end on some pieces of advice for getting over the self-doubt and like these self-esteem issues that a lot of us have and like the viewer has who um, I talked about at the start. What do you think, Fem? Any words of advice for getting over that fear? Believe in yourself. And I know that that (laughs) sounds really corny, but just believe in yourself. You know, you can do it. And also like set your own standard, set your own goals What is it that you want to achieve and work towards that? And once you achieve it, celebrate that success. You know, that's going to help you build confidence. I don't think your goal should be to be the next amazing designer on Dribbble or be the next amazing designer on Twitter or whatever, because that's going to be a bloody long road to get there and very, very difficult and not going to do wonders for your confidence. So just set your own goals, do your own thing, put the work in. And I think if you just keep doing that over time, you're going to gain the confidence that you need. I love that. I think it's a great piece of advice. I don't know if I have anything to add, to be honest. (laughs) So, Fem, where can people go to listen to all of our other episodes? There are quite a few of them now. 70. This is episode 70. Did you realize? No, this this is 71, actually. Oh, wow. 71. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're even further than I thought. (laughs) Yep. So, if you want to listen to all previous 71 episodes, you can go to designlife.fm. That is our website. If you want to see the show notes for this particular episode, you can go to designlife.fm slash episode 71. And there you'll find the show notes as well as some takeaways that we like to include in the episode. And the links to those articles that we've talked about as well. Yes, those two. Make sure you're following us on Twitter to join in on our conversation. We are at Design Life FM on there. And we're also available on any podcasting app you use. Overcast, Stitcher, the generic iTunes. Generic. Just search for Design Life and we should be there. (laughs) I love it. Cool. See you in episode 72. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.